This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and I'm very pleased to have you here to listen to this Reaction Podcast as the Raptors have just won Game 3 of the 2019 NBA Finals of a score of 123-109. to They beat the Warriors without Klay Thompson, Kevon Looney, or Kevin Durant. They did what they were supposed to do, and I can't tell you how much anxiety... I had watching that game, I'm sure. You listening, you probably did as well because we were supposed to win that game. There's no version of this Raptors team that wins this finals if they don't beat the Warriors when they're down. Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney doesn't matter as much. He's a good he's a good big. But those players not being on the Warriors gives the Raptors a huge leg up. Klay Thompson has never missed a playoff game to this point. It's his first one. And the Raptors, they took advantage like they were supposed to do. They came through. Every time the Warriors punched, the Raptors had a counter punch. They were never, ever in dire straits, which is really something to say because after game two, there was a lot of anxiety from fans, pundits, and alike. You know, people looking and saying, Maybe an 18-0 run is coming. Maybe the third quarter, the Warriors, they, they bust this thing open again. But the Raptors, they, they did their thing. They held them at bay. They kept them from getting too close. And they closed them out at the end. And that was that was wonderful to watch. This game was very strange from the, the fact that the Warriors rarely, and I guess the point is that they've never played without Klay Thompson in the playoffs. They've played without Curry. They've played without Durant, but not Clay. So this team was so unique 
and that we hadn't seen anything like this before in this version of Curry that's just taking every possession and just going up and trying to cause a lot of disruption in the Raptors' defense. And the Raptors, they, they had a tough time guarding him, and I think he ended up with like 47 points. 47 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. He's a board man. Board man gets paid. This game was funky, though, because, yes, the Warriors were playing a brand of themselves that they'd never played as before in the playoffs, at least. Steph Curry had to be unlike himself in that he had to eat up a lot more possessions that he's used to. And the the whistle, and I'm famous for no ref talk. I don't enjoy it at all. But, hey, that was pretty crazy. The refs were kind of nuts in this one. And I'm not going to say it leans one way or the other, just that the whistle was very, very wild. You didn't know what was a foul, what wasn't a foul. The Raptors got away with what looked like three pretty clear goaltends. The Warriors got away with, you know, a couple things, obviously, that, that charge that Draymond Green took where both of his feet were in the restricted area, which I thought was reviewable. I thought you could review those types of plays. I was confused why that didn't happen. Maybe someone can correct me on that, but that's that's what I thought. So the whistle was kind of crazy. Lots of things going on. Uh, Kawhi Leonard not getting called for the travel at the end after he was. It looked like he got mugged by Alfonso McKinney and Steph Curry, and then Steph Curry not getting called for the travel when he jumped up for his three pointer and then dribbled afterwards, which is very famous for being a travel, and that's the one that the the refs never really miss. So it was intriguing to see that Steph Curry also. With that massive carry to end the what is it the first quarter, I think. And he hit that three. And it's just like, what the hell is going on, man? You have no idea. Just the consistency was all over the place. I mean, the Raptors won. God bless it. And I'm, I'm happy to be going into game four with a 2-1 lead. And the possibility of going up 3-1 before going to Toronto. My God, how exciting that would be. Anyway, so some analysis. They came out in the start of the game, and basically the idea was that the Raptors, they wanted to abuse the Warriors' perceived lack of size. Any big-on-small mismatch they got, they went after it. That meant that Siakam and Gasol were both extremely aggressive early on, and having Kyle Lowry as the game manager to that point to find them in the places where they were able to take advantage of the smaller Warriors players, it worked beautifully for the Raptors. The Warriors didn't have... Their defensive intensity seemed to, it was hills and valleys for them in this game. And off the start, it definitely seemed as if the Warriors were not able to keep up with Gasol and Siakam, giving them a barrage of buckets inside the paint. And not just the the faraway paint, but like right around the restricted area, like really getting in there. Siakam was going right at Iguodala, Gasol going right at Cousins, going whoever was guarding them. And really taking advantage of their their size in there, which was really nice to see because, especially after game two, where Pascal was like 5 of 17, I think, from the floor, to see him get a little bit more single coverage and to be able to go up straight at the rim and kind of outfox guys up there and outmaneuver them where he didn't have two help defenders on him was really nice, and he was able to take advantage of that and really get the Raptors out to a good start, especially since Kawhi Leonard was playing... I guess that's he was very very poor in the first half. It was it was really something. And on the other side, I mean, the Warriors could not create anything sans Steph Curry. Steph in this whole game, but especially in the first quarter, it just seemed like 
the Warriors had no idea how to create without him. And throughout the whole game, even, it just seemed like these crazy Hail Mary jump shots at the end of the clock were the only offense they could create that wasn't in transition and that didn't come from Steph Curry. And they weren't able to create that much of it. I mean, he did have 47 points. And the Warriors, they didn't score that much. 109, especially when the Raptors played 123 in this game, was rapid fast at times. Outside of the the whistle, the, there was a lot of up and down in this game. So that was something to see. And the Warriors, they just could not break the Raptors' half-court defense, which was a very welcome sight after there was a lot of stuff that happened in Game 2 where the Raptors, they just couldn't seem to gel properly to deal with all of the Curry as a screener, Curry relocating. They couldn't deal with all of it. And especially in the fourth quarter of Game 2 where Curry hardly scored at all. But the Warriors, they still kept pouring it on because his action as a screener added a lot of doubt and complexity to the Raptors' defense that they weren't able to cope with at the time. They seemed to have it figured out, especially without Klay Thompson on the floor. That seems to be a big, big thing. And it was because if you look at how the Raptors play defense in this one, if a guy like Klay Thompson was on the floor, things might get a little more hairy. But, you know, that's in the past. He'll probably be back for Game 4. It's good news for Raptors fans if he isn't, obviously, because I don't know if Curry can do that again. That 47 points running, I don't know how many miles he ran in this game, but my God, he ran, and he worked, and he worked, and he worked. And that was the story of the first half, it seemed, was that the Raptors, and in the second quarter, the Raptors had a bit of a lull. It was extremely disappointing, right, because... It seemed like the Raptors, they should be putting this game away. And what happened was the Warriors, they notched up their defensive intensity. They started really targeting Kawhi Leonard for traps. And Kawhi Leonard's decision-making was absurdly slow. It was like he'd get doubled by two small players and his brain would just... He'd be like, okay, these guys are small. I have to take advantage. But he's doubled, so he wasn't able to create anything. He'd have the ball for four or five seconds... And that's when the shot clock goes from like 12 to 7. And then he's swinging the ball at someone else who has to create with like 6, 7 shots. 6, 7 seconds left on the shot clock, sorry. It's just a tough position to put your teammates in. The antidote for that was actually to let Kyle Lowry initiate the offense. Which seemed like it was a pretty smart thing to do. Because Kyle Lowry was initiating the offense to great success early on in the game. And he was terrific tonight streets ahead for those of you who have ever watched community um Kyle Lowry he was he played such a cerebral and intelligent game and then his shot making from the 2015 season came into play and it was just a wonderful blend of all these Kyle Lowry types of games and it just ended up culminating in this wonderful staple game three performance so everybody I'm sure you guys watching at home guys and gals you wanted Kyle Lowry to have the ball in his hands instead of Kawhi Leonard in the or at the end of the first half. The third quarter, I guess, how would I define the third quarter? Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green hitting triples is basically how that third quarter came to pass. It was that was what happened. The Raptors, they played good defense and they weren't that creative on offense. But for the first time in some time, Danny Green exploded. He shot well in the first half, which is worth saying. But Danny Green exploded in the second half. In that third quarter, I'm pretty sure he hit four threes. Kawhi Leonard, I think, hit three threes himself. 
And that, that sustained the Raptors throughout the whole quarter was these small explosions from each of them. Kawhi Leonard, though, in what is a little bit worrisome, got switched onto Curry a couple times and was getting absolutely cooked. And he doesn't look quite right physically. And that's the worrisome part, right? Is Kawhi Leonard is one of the most intimidating and dominant defenders of this age. And he was getting absolutely cooked. And that's Steph Curry can do that to anyone, but... It ended up the Raptors, even as Kawhi Leonard was burying a triple on the offensive end, the Raptors were hiding him on defense on the other side. He he left Draymond for a couple of possessions because the Raptors didn't want him involved in action. So that's a bit strange, right? Because before the game he said, I'm 100%. Everybody's a little bit banged up, but there's just a little bit missing as far as explosion there and his defensive tenacity. And it's worth mentioning, right? Because he had this fantastic dynamo defensive uh, series against the Bucks, and he's been a little bit he's fallen off a, a bit a tad against the Warriors so it's just it's worth mentioning at least it's just really intriguing to see that he was hidden for a couple possessions so hopefully he gets a nice little break and he comes back in game four better because even though he had great shot making in this game this was far from one of Kawhi Leonard's staple performances he had a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble dissecting the Warriors' traps, and he had a lot of trouble sticking with people on defense. Both those things, basically that's how the Warriors got back in it in the second quarter. The third quarter, luckily for the Raptors, uh, Blake Murphy coined it, regression to the green. Of course, uh, a funny little play on regression to the mean with Danny Green, of course. Danny Green, he hit those damn triples, man as he was always want to do, always has wanted to do. And my God, what a what a what a wonderful payoff for how patient everybody's been. And Nick Nurse to keep stymieing Curry and to make him work even harder and harder and harder because Kyle Lowry at the end of the second quarter was getting into into a bit of foul trouble. Nurse started Fred Van Vliet at the start of the third quarter, which I'm very impressed with. Because I don't think it's that common for coaches to make starting lineup changes when they're ahead. But he did, and I think it might have been the thing that stopped what might have been a big third quarter onslaught of the Warriors. He stuck FVV in there, and Fred got in Curry's grill and stopped him from exploding and causing a bunch of disruption in the Raptors' defense. And that meant the Raptors could lean back on their shot making from Green and Kawhi, and they could really just take this thing in they could ride this storm out and they could get there the fourth quarter the fourth quarter is Kyle Lowry's he man his game management his shot making was incredible this is this is Kyle Lowry's game and Fred Van Vliet is as well it's hard to believe how rewarding it feels to watch Kyle Lowry try so hard for so long he's always been this gutty cerebral wonderful player to watch and just that he's been rewarded with a finals appearance and he's making good on it he fouled out in game two and you think I think that the Raptors would have had a really good shot to win that game better than they did being within three with like 15 seconds left they had a decent shot to win that game but I think they probably would have been able to pull it out if Kyle was in the game at the end of game two had he not fouled out he made good on everything this game. He came back and he took this game because he was able to hit his shots. 
He's able to create breakdowns when he needed to. His passing was wonderful. He took good care of the ball. His defense was tenacious, even if it was a little bit trying at times guarding Curry. But he he brought this thing home. Kawhi, Kawhi muscled his way in. He got to the line. Fred hit moon shots. Gasol was as good as ever. Serge went on a, a block party. He went crazy for a bit, but this was Kyle's quarter, and Kyle brought this thing home. And what a what a reward for Raptors fans to watch the Raptors go up in the finals for the second time, 2-1. The Mitchell Robinson Award, or otherwise known as the Antagonist Award, because not everybody's a villain, but you can be an antagonist without being particularly villain-esque. The antagonist, obviously, is Steph Curry, as he was antagonizing the Raptors' defense all night to the tune of 47 points and what would have been an absolute staple game, probably his best game of his career had he been able to will the Warriors to a victory in this one. I'm sure he wanted it bad. Nobody likes, if I was Steph Curry, I wouldn't like the echoes of needing Kevin Durant to come in and save me and deliver me another championship in which, you know, Kevin Durant, at this point, he's missed three games. He can't get the finals MVP, I don't think. But people, if Kevin Durant comes back and they win, it really would seem like Kevin Durant did all the saving, even if Steph did get the finals MVP. So Steph is really looking to make his mark and punch his ticket to a top five player of all time, those types of things. And he needs a game like this to do it. And it's the same thing as you feel like these games are going to be defining Defining feats for players like LeBron, his 50-point game against the Warriors in Game 1 that didn't quite come to fruition because of J.R. Smith's hilarious goof at the end of the game where he didn't know the score. And then also, you know, this game for Steph. You These games, you just have to win them. Then you get the double nickel game like Michael Jordan. You do things like that, people never forget if you lead a team to a win scoring that amount of points. Those types of things. So he was looking to do that. He did his damnedest. Wasn't able to bring it home for the Warriors. Thank God. And the Reggie Evans Award, which is the Hustle Award, goes to Kyle Lowry. We saw him jumping into the crowd, mixing it up with fans because it looked like one fan pushed him. And it looked like another fan reached to slap the ball before he touched it. Both of those things are, are not ideal for fans to do, obviously. It's probably a tough predicament to be as Kyle Lowry flies towards you because I'm sure most people who listen to this podcast aren't six feet. So Kyle Lowry is larger than most people who listen to this podcast and probably heavier set, right? And he moves very fast. If that guy's flying at you, how do you receive him? It's, it's a tough call to make in the moment. So the guy who pushed him, maybe don't push him. But I, when Jeff Van Gundy said, what are you going to do, hug him? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough call on that one. However, comma, having the lady trying to tap the ball before Kyle Lowry gets there, what are you doing? What in the world are you doing? Why are you touching the ball? Don't touch the ball. It's in play. I might get the Brooklyn guy in here to cuss you out. Hey, look at this, this fan over here. Why is she grabbing the ball over there like that? Okay, my guy Siakam, he was the best. He's like the best player on the floor. He had a plus 22, plus minus. He was terrific. But why is this lady? Honey, come see this lady. She's trying to hit the ball before before it goes out of bounds. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Abogonza. Anyway. <laughs> if Yeah, maybe I should stop the, the accent. 
regardless, Kyle Lowry, I, I've talked about him ad nauseum in this podcast, and he did so many great things tonight. And what a reward that we get to watch him do this and his very, very passionate years of servitude to the Raptors franchise. And maybe servitude isn't as good a word to use as loyalty, something like that. His passionate loyalty to the Raptors franchise and to see him dominate a game like this is just fantastic. Oh, the top quick reaction comment from one of my favorite commenters, actually. Lee's L-E-E with a capital Z. Let this win. Please, please, please put to rest the decision by Nick Nurse to put the ball in Kawhi's hands to start possessions. It's ugly. It's bad. It backfires. It plays right into the Dubs' hands. And it doesn't work. Now, when Kyle has the ball in his hands and runs the offense, it's a thing of beauty. Kawhi still gets his shots but they're on catch-and-shoots or catch-and-dribble once and shoot or dunk. Don't mean to poo on NN, though. He coached very well tonight. Yeah, you're pretty much echoing my sentiments throughout the podcast that a lot of the times you just need Kyle initiating plays and then have Kawhi on the secondary action. He's a good decision-maker. Just don't give him the ball with too much time or else he might take too much time, you know? Make him make those quick decisions. He's really good. He's like a, a wonderfully souped-up Norman Powell. It's just like, give him the lane to the basket. Let him go take advantage of it. Give him a mismatch. Let him take advantage of it. Give him a wide-open shot. Let him hit it. So let him get his eyes set on something and go after it and do it. Yes. Lee's smart commenter, smart guy. He has my full vote of confidence in the uh, the comment section. Among other things, the Raptors, they're, they're up 2-1. What a beautiful thing to watch. What a great thing to happen. As for you, listener, after this, I hope you go about your your morning, your night, whatever you're doing in the best way possible. Have a blessed day and goodbye. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.